0: With the help of God and a community of dads helping each other on their journey, you can be the leader your family deserves. We welcome you to the Journey of the Christian Dad Podcast. All right, let's get started today with a Apple Podcast review. So I've been excited to read this one for a while. We have Jojo Rankin. I have no idea where you came up with that name or who this is, but Jojo, we appreciate you so much. So your Apple Podcast review is, it says, Christian dad is so good. This is such a powerful mission. Thank you for putting this podcast together. Excited to listen to more. So thank you, Jojo. Uh, Hopefully we jump up in the ranks week after week. I appreciate all the listeners and everybody who's been uh, rating and reviewing the podcast. So just super excited. All the words of encouragement and specific things men have been sending me, telling me their stories and how listening to the podcast has helped them in their journey to be a better Christian dad and be, a leader in their household so with that said let's jump into it we've got a fantastic guest today he is a husband he is a father he's a christian he's a life coach and also found a found a calling in fbi dads when i ran across ryan roy i'm like dude fbi dads are you kidding me this is awesome <laughs> i've got to talk to this guy and figure out what this is about and come to find out, the story's tremendous, and uh, I just love how it's grown from a very humble beginning for Ryan, and he's taken it and is in the process of just blowing it up, but uh, taking it from that local level. and And we'll get into it here in a second, and you'll hear. But Ryan, welcome to the show. So happy to have you,
1: hey Dan. Thank you so much for being uh, for having me on the show. I'm really excited to share the story, and uh, you know, let's let's jump into this. Uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're married. You've been married for 10 years. Lisa's your wife's name. You've also got kids. You know, this is a dad show. So Christian and Jaden, Christian's nine, Jaden's three. So, but,
1: yeah. And and, it, and if you knew them, you would think it was the other way around because Jaden thinks he's the boss. But yeah, it's
0: yes. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah, so does my youngest. <laughs> 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 oh, last night we were cleaning my office and I'm like, hey, or organizing my office. And she says, I says, Hey, I'd like to do these here, these here. And these are super important because that's my list for tomorrow. I'm going to start working off of. And she says, Okay. All right. So, dad, these here. I'm going to put them over here and I'm going to do that. I said, No, those are the ones. <laughs> she said, No, Dad, that doesn't look nice there. We've got to do it this way. And sure enough, she just went, I'm like, oh. Orga, office is organized i just got to pay attention to where she's putting my my to-do list for
1: my wife used day. to do that <laughs> I, I banned her from my office you know like seven years ago she goes it's not organized it says organized the way i know when you organize it i don't know where anything is
0: <laughs> that's right yes absolutely i might like, put anything you want wherever you want but not these seven papers i'm gonna put those where i want dad okay seven year old do what you need to do.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's funny how even the simplest things us dads can connect on it and relate. So yep. your story starts out with your dad kind of leaving it at, at a young age. You were five years old and your dad kind of separated from your life. And then as I hear from a lot of dads, you became a dad or in the process of becoming a dad, you're like, Oh no. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as I tell the story, you know, I was abandoned by my father at age five. It um, it was a couple, about a week before Christmas that year. and My parents had already been separated. Dad had me during the week. Mom had me on the weekend. I happened to be at mom's that weekend. And I was sharing with mom, hey, you know, these are the presents I want Santa to bring at dad's house. And these are the presents I want. Santa to bring here because you know I was a good kid right so I'm getting double Christmas (laughs) yeah yeah and 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 mom at the time she says well I need to share something with you and that's when she shared with me I'd no longer be going back to my father's house and I think in that moment she reassured me Dan that but be rest assured Santa's gonna bring all the presents to mom's house and I think that was her way of comforting me now I've done a lot of personal development and you know some you know therapy around this. And one of the people asked me, so what was your reaction in that moment? And I said, I think I was just strong for mom. Mm. And that's no burden any five-year-old should ever have to take on. And then he asked me, how does that play out in your life today? And I, you know, it's still a struggle. I think of it as a good thing, right? I have empathy for a lot of people and I, I want to help a lot of people. Uh, But even to this day, I struggle with, you know, taking on other people's stuff and being strong for them, you know, so an evolution I'm growing into, you know, something else, but, you know, growing up without a father can be difficult, right? There's a lot of questions a young man has, you know, how do I, how do I, and, and getting a little bit older, like nobody taught me how to drive a car, you know, mom was working really hard and nobody taught me how to shave right? Uh, nobody dropped me off at college or went and visited colleges with me. Nobody filled those papers out with me. Uh, I had to figure it all out myself. Uh, so it was, uh, challenging in a lot of ways so much so that into early adulthood, I made a conscious effort that I didn't want to be a dad. Not, not that I didn't think I would be a good one, but I had come from a boat broken home, right? Mom and dad weren't together. And, uh, I could honestly say that I wasn't the best at relationships at the time, right? I didn't have a a model for it. And I think my fear was that not that I wouldn't be a good father, but somehow I wouldn't be able to sustain the relationship in a healthy manner in order for the child to grow up in a way that I thought would be better than the way I grew up. And uh, made a very conscious effort not to. uh, I was in relationships Women were like, why aren't we getting married? I want to have your children. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And and they didn't know, right? But you'd be right. a great dad and you're this. And and I just didn't have a belief in myself that I would be really good at it.
0: Yeah, that is a tough, tough spot to come from. And I talk to so many dads these days and they get a little bit stuck in how to be a dad and how to, how to love their kids or how to be intentional or how to... Uh, just be present in the moment, how to just enjoy, you know, what they have and appreciate everything about it, you know? And at times I struggle with that too, you know? Uh.
1: (laughs) I think as men, we don't want to fail. Right. And sometimes we default to, if I don't do anything, I can't fail. But that is, you know, almost the definition of failure is not even getting in the game. (laughs) I'll tell you a little story. I, I play this game with my son when we go to, to school every day, to daycare with my three-year-old. There's a red light along the way, and I, I and it, it, I mean, 99% of the time, it's red when we get there. Right? It's a really quick green light, and I said, "Well, who's going to win today? What What do you want? Red, green, or yellow? Like, what What is it going to be when we come around that corner?" And he's like, "Red." I was like, oh, is Daddy ever going to get red? Can I have green?" And he'll go, "No, you can't have green. I got green too." Right? He just wants to win right and i said listen as long as you're picking a color and you're in the game you have an opportunity to win right now he wants them all he's three right Right, i let him have all three (laughs) but i just love that he wants to be in the game and and you know in this game of parenthood because a number of reasons in my experience dads aren't getting in the game they think showing up and providing a paycheck a lot of times is them being in the game and uh You know, I'll share with you. A lot of times, someone will ask me at the end. You know, you got one last nugget. I'll give you a nugget at the end of, you know, and 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 ponder this as an audience. Ponder this. How do kids spell love? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: and I'll share with you the answer towards the end.
0: Got it. I might know it. (laughs) I might know it. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see. Oh my gosh. So yeah, guys have so many different, you know, from our upbringing, where we came from, and everything, beliefs, limiting beliefs. You know, my dad was really big on providing for the family that was a core value that was so important Mm. to him and then somewhere along the way supporting kids activities was another core thing for him so he would be at everything even if uh it meant waking up he worked night shift a lot so he'd wake up you know and go to the practice or you know practice allen iverson you talking about practice practice (laughs) (laughs) yeah my dad would show up to practice so that uh, so that he could be be there. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't have a lot of those type things as a kid. And so that was like paramount for him. And
1: and what was the impact on you? You know, not to turn the, the Yeah, the, no, no, yeah, yeah.
0: So the impact on me, you know, turns out providing was really important. I had to make money. Got it. Check. Provide the you know roof over the head and, you know, all those other things, too. Man, I remember the first time I missed a practice it was a discussion with me and my wife hey i've got this or it may have even been we have two kids and there's two things happening at the same time (laughs) whatever it was it was hey it's very clear in advance that i am not going to be at this event how's this going to like we got to figure this out (laughs) yeah it was the simplest thing hey you're not going to be there like whatever and you know one of my kids like dad but you said you'd always be at I said, no, I said, I'll, I'll be involved and I'll support you and blah, blah, blah. But we had a plan and we executed it. But <laughs> it was a big, big deal for something that really, truly was not a big deal. It was just- But it's important to
1: you, right? Because you're yes modeling what your father did. And so many people model what their father did. And sometimes their father did nothing, mm-hmm. but that's all they know
0: exactly yeah one of my one of my best friends that's his like life mission is to be a great dad and uh same thing his dad wasn't around so what he knew all the things he'd seen growing up were all super bad behaviors he's like i know what not to do and i'll never do those things all right what would you do i have no idea (laughs) and then he decided to flip the script and he says why can't i if I'm good at work, if I'm good at school, if I'm good at fitness, if I'm good at all these things, why can't I be good at being a dad too? What did I do there? And he says, I, i studied, I practiced. So models, he, started, he started good doing dad that. behavior. Yeah. He started studying and figuring it out and surrounding himself with other dads that were great dads. And next thing you know, he's a great dad. Like I, I get a lot of my inspiration ideas from him and, oh, it's funny to see where he came from to where he is now. And, you know, we we absolutely can. And just getting involved, I think about systems and I think about, you know, what's missing, what systems can we apply to it to make it better? Um, Mm. And just each of the different areas, you know, the the kids' practices, the the going to school, hey, how can we be involved instead of just sitting in the car, you know, hey, let's play the stoplight game. Hey, what's the stoplight game, dad? I don't know, I'm making it up as we go right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is so much about being a dad. Hey, let's just make stuff up on the fly.
1: And create a tradition of it. Right. Because I did it with Christian when he was that age. Or so, and there's a Sitgo, you know, and, and that's how they learn how to read sit go or start learning his letters. Like, Hey, what are those letters up there? C I T G. Oh, great. What's that so Sitgo. yeah. Like kids don't care. I literally got up like I was Vanna White this morning. My little one likes to watch YouTube Kids, right? He's got his little routine. He comes down, he settles into his day. We get him a little breakfast and he watches his YouTube Kids. So I turn it on and I was like, so what would you like to watch today, (laughs) Jaden? Your YouTube Kids is loading right now. Oh, here's the white screen and he's cracking up. And I said, I said, so here we have Blippi. Blippi is doing the alphabet today. Or would you like? And he's just dying. You're like, daddy, stop. And he's cracking up. And <laughs> and then he picks one and he's like, daddy being silly, daddy, you're so silly. You know, and, and it's, what do, you, what do you do? You, you just got to be a dad. I, I think the best sound in the world is the laughter of my children.
0: Oh, it's incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So my goal every day is to make them laugh. So
0: writing that down writing that down. I I talked to another day, dad, and he's like, my goal is to dance with my kid at least once a day. I like, Oh, that's great. That's so fun. And fun is something I, my definition, I aim to have fun with my wife and my kids every day, you know, whatever it is, whether it's Mm -hmm. something goofy, dance, whatever, but let's, let's just figure it out. Last (laughs) night. It happened to be making rubber band bracelets with my daughter. I do not want to make rubber band bracelets with my daughter, but I said, all right, I'll do it. This is the second night you ask. Let's let's jump in. And turns out it was fun. We had a good time doing it.
1: There's so many things in life that we resist that if we just let our guard down and allow you know, it's, it's like going to a wedding. I don't know how you are on those. I'm not a dancer. So it's like, oh, I got to right. go to a wedding. I got to socialize with a bunch of people that I may or may not know. I'm going to sit at a table with a bunch of strangers. But I'm a people person, right? And, and um, I'm, I call myself an introvert, extrovert. Like, I, I don't necessarily want to go. But once I get there, I make the best of it. And every time without fail, oh, we have to go to that event. Yeah, and then we go. And I'm like, hey, she's like, you didn't want to leave. Why are we always the last one to go? I'm like, well, I was talking to so and did you meet the Dan over here? did you uh, Steve? And then his wife. Oh, you two should get together. She's like, Yeah, yeah. You're exhausting. <laughs> 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 she wants to go, but I'm the, you know, she calls me the social butterfly. She'll you'll talk to anybody anywhere when I fly she's like, so who'd you meet on the airplane today? Oh, it's so interesting. The guy was the CEO of a company and he did this and that. My favorite one, one time I sat next to a, a marketing director for uh, Ben Jerry's.
0: Oh, my. And goodness. we
1: just we're, we're were sitting up front in the plane and, and he was working. And I just said, I said something to him. And he goes, and then we just started engaging. And he turned down his laptop and he goes, nobody ever talks to me on a plane. He goes, everyone just thinks I'm too busy and I'm always working. Thank you for the last hour of conversation. He reached into his briefcase and gives me like 20 free pints of like Ben and Jerry's. I was like, you don't have to do that. He goes, ah, thousands of these things. Enjoy it. Because I obviously said, man, I love my chunky monkey, man. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he knew I was a lover of the product and we had a good conversation. But, uh, you know, yeah. Sorry to digress off the topic.
0: No, no, no. It's great. And staying curious and just being interested in others. And, you know, if I can stay away from the topics of football and the weather and, you know, those things are going to show up. But I try to switch the conversation pretty quick because people are interesting and they've got a story and I love to hear it and love to help them progress on their story in whatever way I can. So speaking of stories and speaking of making progress, FBI dads. Like that was the coolest like beginning. And I've seen many times the person that uh, gets thrust into a role. I'm one of those people. I'm a, I'm a member of that club for sure. But tell us about how the, how this got started for you and the humble beginnings for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you a little bit more of the story so that the context for the, for the audience understands is, you know, I, I didn't want to be a dad. Uh, I was going through a rough patch in my life and literally I, Uh, vowed I was never going to have kids. I was outside of a relationship at that point. And um, I wasn't speaking to God at the time. You know, uh, I was just speaking to myself. And I said, listen, you you need to get your life back together. I was going through a real rough patch. And um, I gave myself to January 1st. It was right before Christmas again. It's kind of a parallel. New
0: Year's resolutions never work.
1: Well, and and this wasn't (laughs) even a New Year's resolution. It was just Just kind of like... I need to do this. And on January, or uh, sorry, December 28th that year. So it was probably December 23rd on December 28th. uh, I met my wife. Didn't know she was my wife at the time. Didn't, I wasn't looking for anything, but this woman walked into my life and almost immediately I knew that she was the one. And I had never had that feeling before Uh, a few months into our relationship. Right. I I told you my biggest fear is becoming a father. Wouldn't right. commit to a woman, wouldn't commit to like, I didn't want to have children because uh, I didn't want to fail in that. My wife had shared with me, you know, prior to us being married, she says, you know, as as we're getting serious, she goes, I, I need to ask you a question. I said, what's that? She says, how do you feel about kids? Deer in the headlights, right? Oh, like, man. Oh, yeah. man. I got go well, to go like any smart man. I said, Hey, well, how do you, you feel about kids? <laughs> no, well, like any smart man. Right. And I, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room by any stretch of the imagination, but I was smart enough to say this. Well, how do you feel about having kids? And she says, well, I want you to know as we're developing feelings for each other that uh, the doctors told me I had an ovarian cyst at one point that I have less than a 5% chance of ever having children. So if that's oh, going to be wow. a challenge for you, I, um, you know, I just want you to know up front. Dan, I did a fist pump and a backflip because the woman I'm falling in love with is never going to have the ability in my mind to have me face my greatest fear. So what did I do? I proposed not too far from (laughs) them. I remember on our wedding night, you know, we're we're by ourselves that evening and she says, what are we going to do about this kid thing? And in my mind, I'm like, we can't have kids. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I say, listen, let's just have fun. Let's be ourselves. Let's enjoy each other. And whatever happens, happens. And and again, I didn't have a relationship with God. You know, today I was able to let God lead the way. Well, God has a sense of humor (laughs) because six weeks later we were pregnant.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow.
1: So So you really
0: hadn't transitioned that thought process whatsoever. You know, you're not having kids. You hadn't really said.
1: I just married the woman of my dreams. Uh, She works in the airline industry. I worked in the hotel industry at the time. My opening pickup line to her was, hey, I'm in. I overheard you. You work for the airlines. Yeah. I said, I work for the hotels. We should travel together. And we had grandiose plans of travel uh, (laughs) before, you know, we found out that, uh, we were going to become parents wow. and that happened to be. So our first date was on new year's Eve mm-hmm. night. You know, we, we met up somewhere at a, at a late night party and we actually, two years later on new year's Eve found out that we were pregnant. Wow. So here I am like ecstatic because I found the woman of my dreams, actually ecstatic that I'm about to be a dad, but really scared. And I made a vow to myself almost immediately is, and and you mentioned it earlier in the interview, you said a lot of dads uh, say, well, I'm not going to be like my father. And like, and then you said, well, what are you going to do? And I I define it. And I've written a book about it called, I'm going to be the dad I wish I had. So the title of my book is be the dad you wish you had. And to clearly define that. And there's 40 lessons in there and how to, interact and engage with your children wow so fast Sounds like forward a great
0: book i gotta read this <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll get you a copy no no awesome. no worries so now we get to fbi dads I'm, I'm a couple years into this dad thing like your other friend and and other dads that you talk to i'm gonna be highly involved you know off camera or or off interview we were talking about you know uh, being engaged in in what dads do. and, And my whole thing was I grew up and there was, you know, mom worked really hard. Dad wasn't in my life. Uh, I played sports and nobody was ever at an event because mom was always working and there was no one else to be there. So, uh, never played organized sports until really middle school and high school but nobody was ever in the stands. So I vowed to myself. I didn't I didn't say I'd be at 100% of things as you and I were discussing. Yeah. I did say I'd be at 95% of everything because I understand that things happen. And that's my vow to myself. I gave myself a little wiggle room. Um, so when elementary school came around and we were going to this open house and trying to figure out whose teachers were going to be in things, they had this group called, uh, I remember the, it was a PTA table. And they're like, sign up for the PTA. And I'm in the background, right? Like every dad is. And one of the, dad, dad, we have a dad's group here. Do you want to sign up to be on the mailing list? And I was like, yeah, I'll, you guys got a dad's group here. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, so I, I look at the list and my you know it's, my, my wife's pretty efficient. And we were one of the first ones there. And this list had like one other email address on it. And I'm like, oh, we're just one of the first ones, right? So I sign up. And I can tell you, I sat by my desk waiting for that email to come in and tell me all about this dad's program. And it didn't come in for months. Oh man. And when it finally came, they're like, there's going to be a meeting at six o'clock in the cafeteria at the school on a Tuesday night, you know, come out dads and learn about the FBI dad's program. And I tell you, I showed up to that thing and the parking lot was empty. And I was like, man, man. And now I'm new to the school. Right. So am I going to the right entrance am i doing this what's going on and i finally and a guy comes out and it was the guy who runs it i didn't know it at the time but he's like you're here for the fbi dads i was like yeah am i in the right place he goes this is it me and you (laughs) so i said so what's going he goes well there's another guy he kind of helps me and he's always late and you know if he even shows up i'd be shocked he goes so you know let me tell you about the program i said aren't we gonna wait for the other dads and he goes The dads just don't want to get involved. And then I knew that in my heart of hearts that that was false because I'm a dad and I want to be involved. So if I know I feel this way, we're just not doing something right. Like maybe send out an email. When you say feeling,
0: when you say you felt that, what was your feeling in that moment? What did you, like, if you, if, if whatever your thought was jumped out of your head, what would, what would your, instinct reaction have been to that guy or maybe you just instinct reaction back to him but
1: I I don't know if I said anything I I don't think i verbalized anything to him but immediately my my thoughts I don't know if there's a feeling well the feeling is you're wrong there's there's no way dads don't want to be involved because I'm What, what was the emotion
0: behind that you're like you said it you're wrong
1: yeah I'm frustrated with you for not fighting frustration like what do yes, you mean
0: yes when i heard you tell me that earlier before we start recording i'm like i'm ready to like fight
1: yeah like <laughs> i'm ready to,
0: to to take this hill like we we're not going down this
1: way yeah so so he so he, as he says that he basically says look the dad's program we read to the classrooms like four times a year there's 60 classrooms you know and when you know there's a good group of dads that show up and do that And the first one is next week, you know, and, you know, if you want to come and read to a classroom, be it, we're going to send out a link to sign up. And so the link came out. I knew about I was the only guy at the the meeting. Right. So I was waiting for that email and I signed up for my son's classroom and I remember getting there that morning and going, what do you mean the dads don't want to be involved? This whole foyer is full. There's like 40 or 50 dads here. This is great. Uh, Went read to my son's classroom. Really cool experience for me. He was super excited that I was there. People are thanking me. And as I'm about to leave, his name is Shane, who ran it. And he goes, hey, hey, can you read to another classroom or short a few dads on a few classrooms? I was like, okay. And he goes, I need a fourth grade classroom down that hallway. And I was fourth grade. You know, I I don't know why I have a kindergartner, right? I pictured like a 17 year old kid and I have this little kindergarten book, right? And I don't know what the book was. And I'm like, these kids don't wanna like, I'm thinking in my mind, do I need another book? But I don't wanna say anything. I'm just gonna go and if I bomb, I bomb. And I go and I sit down in this fourth grade classroom and the teacher introduces me and the kids are a lot more attentive and the kids are really engaged. And I say, are you familiar with this book? Thinking that the kids are going to be like, yeah, that's for kids. Why are you going to read that book to me? And they're like, that's my favorite book. You're going to read that to us? And so as I start reading the book and I show it, I I naturally just start stopping. And I go, will your kids read with me? And they start finishing the line. Let's just say it was a Dr. Seuss (laughs) book. So I'd read a line and in unison, they start reading it back. And I start doing it and I walked out of there and I go, that was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had because I was nervous and I went in there to try and, you know, like, I'm just going to read. And they made me feel comfortable and they made it engaging and they made it fun. And I realized that, you know, a fifth grader, a fourth grader, these elementary school kids, although I see them in the hallway and are a little bit taller than my son at that point, they're really just kids. And they just want attention. I tell dads that story all the time. When they're like, oh, I want to read in my son's class. I'm like, I encourage you to go to another classroom and see something different. And I guarantee you will not be disappointed. And, and time and time again, they come out and they're like, wow, this th- that was amazing. So let me tell you a little bit more of that story, though. That year later on, uh, the second reader day, about 10 dads showed up. By reader day three, seven dads showed up. By the fourth one. There was five of us. I read to 10 classrooms that day. And I said, uh, I will never have to read to a classroom ever again, because this is, I'm going to get involved and I'm going to do this. So I went to the principal the next year and I said, can we do a, a breakfast portion? So we're not standing in the foyer and, you know, I'll try and get a sponsor and, Krispy Kreme has been generous and really sponsored this whole thing. They provide donuts at this point. I literally just dropped donuts as we're in COVID right now. I literally just dropped off 20 dozen donuts to the school for uh, some of the classrooms and all the staff uh, as they won a prize. But I was like, yeah, you know, Krispy hasn't been able to donate this year because we're not doing it in person. We've been right. doing it virtually, but, but uh, you know, so they've been amazing. And he says, "Yeah, well, how often do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I don't really want to do it." He goes, "Well, you're bringing it to me. If it's going to get implemented, you're going to do it." And the first time I did a dad's breakfast, six dads showed up. And I remember being on stage and thinking to myself, "Man, why do these dads not want to do this?" I like, like, and you know, for the six that were there, and you got to focus on who's there. It was amazing. they thank you for doing this. But then I had, I actually had a surgery and I told Shane, I said, Shane, you're going to have to do the next breakfast. Like I have the presentation, I have everything, we'll we'll do this, but you have to do it because I'm having ankle surgery the day before this. And I know I'm not going to be in a position to, to be on stage. So he contacts me, asked me how the, it, my surgery went and he, I said, it went fine. How did the breakfast go? He goes, there's like 60 dads who showed up. I was like, what? And I wasn't there. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, the principal really promoted it. And as they came through the line, you know, he wanted to get to know all the dads. And he had his Edmund team scooping out breakfast. And this is before Krispy Kreme, right? And he goes, it was great. I said, well, how'd the presentation go? He goes, oh, I don't speak. You have a one minute video that you usually do in your presentation. I just looped that thing and just kept playing it. And I'm like, that's not going to get them to come back, right? Instinctually, I'm like, no, it's about the engagement, the interaction. And I'm like, okay. So that year, I think we averaged about 25 dads for the rest of the breakfasts. And then I decided to become PTA president or or joined the PTA board. I was vice president the first year, became president. But I really got to understand the workings, the communication in the school. And uh, that next year, I got the sponsor of Krispy Kreme. And we averaged that year per breakfast, uh, 88 dads coming to each and every breakfast on average. Last year, that grew to 155 dads per breakfast. And overall, a a, a list of 400 fathers who are on the list. And everyone who was on the list, because I tracked the data, every one of them showed up to at least one breakfast.
0: Wow. (laughs) That gives me chills. That yeah. is so
1: awesome. So I, I, and I get really passionate about this. Sometimes I forget the details and things, but I, I tell you, and I, and I, so my pitch, can I tell you what I say to the dads? Yeah, 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 because please, it, please, please. So the dads, because we're dads and, 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 and I'm going to encourage dads who are listening to this and even moms, like, just think about the psychology of this. We know, we know work is important, right? We're dads, we're providers. We know work's important, but I'll tell you what our kids know that work's important. You want to know why? Because we use it as an excuse all the time
0: hmm.
1: Well, dad's got to do this for work. Well, I got to go to work. You know, I got to finish up. I got to do this paperwork for work. And and kids are always just, hey, dad, can I get 10 minutes of your time? Yeah, when I'm finished with work, I would encourage you. And and, I, and I'm speaking to myself here, too. As, as I'm talking to the audience, this is something I need to work on myself is, is work needs to be. It's important, but they don't need to know it's more important than them. Right. Mm -hmm. So take that. Try to take it out of your vocabulary as best you can. So I'll get to an open house and, you know, the dads will come by the table at this point because now it's, you know, I got signs and I have stuff and people know to go to the FBI dad's table like everybody directs to the FBI dad's table in the school. Like your dad, you need to go over there and talk to Ryan and I'll get there and I'll say, hey, dads, you know, you know, what we do is we do six breakfasts a year. We do uh, some beautification days and then we also read to the classrooms and the dad's will go yeah yeah and, you know you know I'm 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 really busy I work and I said well I work too I run a business and I have a podcast and I have this and I have that and I have this and I run this program uh, and I show up to every single one of them uh, so I work too I'm a guy I re- relate to you but what I'm going to ask for you is 3 hours of your time this year can you do 3 hours all year and I'm going to tell you what it looks like I'm going to ask you to show up to one or two of these breakfasts. And trust me, if you show up to one, you're going to show up to all of them if you can. That's a half hour in the morning. I'm going to ask you and encourage you to read one of the reader days because there's six breakfasts, but only three reader days. I said that's going to add 15 minutes onto one of those breakfasts. So we're at 45 minutes, Dad. And then I'm going to encourage you to donate one time one hour when we do a school beautification day, but we're going to drop pine straw. You could bring your power tools and pressure wash the playground. We're going to do what guys do. We're going to make this thing look awesome. And we're going to play with some tools while we do it. I said, can you do that? And when I put it to them like that, they're like, well, I can do that. (laughs) So great, then sign up on the list and you'll get emails from me. And and you pick the times that you want to do it. But I encourage you to do that because your kids want to know, because I know your work's important. But you know what? School's important. And and school is your kid's work. So when you show up to your kid's work, Mm -hmm. they know. And and you show up to work late potentially, you're saying on that day, your work is more important than mine. And they'll appreciate it.
0: Mm, That is so good. My kids go crazy whenever I show up to something like that and the other dads or moms or whatever aren't around. Uh, They even love to go to my work like you know hey two kids hey one of you can come one's manageable two sometimes gets
1: nuts especially and when they're fighting right well, I that, have two that's, boys that's
0: yeah that's what happens yeah and one of them you know I'm like all right this time you next time you but one of them comes and it's just such a special one-on-one time I get some work done and also get some play and some bonding and the people at the office you know they you know who wouldn't love having a little kid hanging out that's well behaved but you know, Smiling and energetic yeah. and pretending like they're working too. Dad, I'll help you work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, they, here, they fill out they, this paperwork. They love the scanner. Yeah. Anything to
1: scan. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't sit on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, what are some uh, like core value type things with FBI dads? Things that, uh, things in the presentations or things that are important or things that the guys are taking away and resonating with?
1: Yeah, so absolutely. I love that question. You know, one of the things we do at every FBI dad's breakfast, uh, after I introduce and get the, the crowd really riled up, the first thing I do before we get into the lesson, just so you know, it's a simple lesson of uh, integrity or sportsmanship or community, right? We'll define that. I'll ask the kids what that means. Uh, they'll, you know, shout it out, we call it. Once they shout that out, you know, I'll actually define it. There's usually a Disney video or something that'll go along with the presentation so that they can see that in action. Uh, once they see that in action, once yeah. we, we we do the lesson, but before the lesson, what we do is is I have them face-to-face with their kid and sometimes children. I tell them to get at eye level and eye-to-eye. Yeah. And I say to them, I want you to finish this sentence for your child. I am proud of you because and dads go. Beautiful thing about that is you see these kids' faces light up. You see the dads see the kids' face light up. And I think it's a moment where they don't always fully understand that those moments, those proud moments, mean so much to the kids. I actually have implemented a process where at that point I say, this is my favorite part of the whole thing. Dads, this is a great moment for you and your kids. You don't realize it now, but you'll realize it you know, 10, 15 years down the road, do yourself a favor, pull out your phones, you all have them and capture this moment because there's a big, beautiful smile on your mm. kid's face and take a selfie. What I have them do is actually email those to me. I have them printed out. We have a huge bulletin board at the school of all of those pictures uh, that those those dads take. And oftentimes I have sheets or sheets of paper out that say, you know, I'm proud of you for and then I ask the dads to write that out. I have pens and things out. And those also go up on the bulletin board. And the kids walk by and they're like, look what my dad said about me. Look at that picture of my dad. And they're really proud that their dad came.
0: Mm. That's so fun. So <laughs> connecting. Oh, man, I'm digging it. I'm like, I'm ready to go right now.
1: I'm ready to invite you. Hey, I might invite you to the next one. We have one more this year, and we're doing it virtually. And I could send you a link if you'd like to come oh, and join with cool. your kids.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, what? Maybe we can drop that link in the in the Facebook page and invite 400 other dads.
1: Hey, let's do it. I, I'm I'm all for it.
0: Cool. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Earlier, you mentioned how do kids spell love. So let's let's. Catch that.
1: So, so, so you said you may know it. I I just like to hear your take on it, and 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 then I'll I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, I've I've always heard heard how kids spell love is T I M E.
1: I love it, and and you you have it, and I saw it years ago, uh, on a meme on Facebook somewhere, and I was like, it's so true. And you, you know, when I think back of my early days, right, and and even though my mom worked a lot, she always took time. And I remember those conversations. I remember that intentionality in those moments that she gave me. And I don't look back. And I I don't you know I can't tell you one of those presents that actually showed up that year underneath that Christmas tree when my father abandoned me. I remember a bike or two. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember I, I was big in the He-Man, so I had a bunch of He-Man stuff. But outside of a few of those moments, and and I had stuff. What what really resonates with me with uh, my childhood is the time I had with my mom. And, you know, it, it, I wish I could have had more. Mm-hmm. And I think every dad and mom alike, if they really look back in their childhood and they think about memories, they think about the holidays, they think about the birthday parties, they think about these moments where you got engagement and time with your parents. So so with FBI dads, you know, I'm only asking for three hours a year, max. And But those three hours, because they're so intentional, create yes. lasting memories for a lifetime. And, and we were talking earlier about we mimic what our parents did. My, my goal is this isn't for this generation. I look forward to all those kids that are going to FBI dad's breakfast now that when they show up in elementary school, they go, where's the FBI dad's program? And if there's not a dad's program, they say, well, we need to get one. And I'm ready to lead it because I know the impact it had on me.
0: Mhm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if if you feel like you're missing something, you know, other dads to connect with and groups and you know, more meaningful things, which almost every guy I talk to says that they're missing that in their life. They're busy with their kids, they're busy with work. I'm like, just put something together, you know, get involved with something, listen to podcasts, get involved in a community group and create some in-person stuff. You know, there's some workout groups, some dad stuff you mentioned getting the tools out and doing something it's like all of us guys want to connect and want to be around other men doing something as opposed to and you know watching the game is cool and even a lot of dads miss out on that but by being proactive with it we can we can connect and and develop these better friendships and and have kind of a, a community of people raising our our kids so we're helping another family and other families helping us and uh life's I'm so much better that way,
1: you know. And, and and as you say that, when we do the the, the beautification days, Dan, it is um, it, it always shocks me because I I lead it, I organize it. I'm usually the guy on the golf cart, like making sure everybody has everything they need and directing, yeah. like, hey, we need you over here and that. So I get to touch and I'll drop waters off if it's you know around summer time, you know when school's closing or reopening, and almost without fail, every dad's like, man, thanks for putting this together. This was a lot of fun. I really <laughs> feel like I contributed to the school. Right. We want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so many times, uh, you know, unfortunately, PTAs and, hey, we need money. We need mm-hmm. money. And, and, and you know, I don't know about you, but I remember when I first got there, I, f- I just felt like an ATM. ATM like every week yep. I felt like they. But when I asked them to just give a little bit of time and have an engagement and have a donut with your kids, they're like, well, what, how much is it? And it's, It's free.
0: Mm, you yeah. know, like
1: nothing. Yeah. The power of reciprocity. So when I do ask for something, they show up in droves because we've already poured into them and they're ready to pour back. Last year, I'll give you one last story. Last year, we had a daddy-daughter dance and it's after the last, it was, it was, it was after the fifth FBI dance breakfast. We had 500 attendees that was dads and girls, right? So 250 dads, give or take a couple, right? Because some have two girls. And they're oh my gosh, I can't believe the attendance we had on this this year. And I I chuckled in the back. I said, these dads have been to the school five times already. They feel a part of the team. So when mom says, hey, there's a daddy daughter dance, they're like, when is it? I'm going. But if they don't have that engagement, right? Five times previous, Oh, do I have to go? Where do I go? I don't know the school. I don't know where to park. We'll come up with all these excuses because we don't feel comfortable. So we make it comfortable and engaging for the dads to be at the school in mm-hmm. multiple ways where they didn't have to reach into their pocket. Daddy daughter dance? That sounds like fun. Every time I go to the school, I have fun. So let's go to this too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So fathers being involved.
1: That's it. FBI What's dads, fathers than that? being you know, if you ask my principal, she absolutely loves it because she calls me for all kinds of goodies. You know, I, I, I could tell stories all day long, you know, during COVID summer was hitting, we weren't going to open the schools, didn't know if they're opening or closing. We did open. Uh, some people are virtual. Some people are in the school, but they needed sanitation stations. And my principal said, Ryan, I priced these out there $500 a piece and I need 10. But I found this thing on, you know, uh, Pinterest, and could you build these with the FBI dads? Huh. The materials will cost me, and it's just the the Purell pump thing, right? Yeah, Is the thing yeah. that costs sixty bucks, right? But the materials, which was a, a five gallon bucket, a post, and some cement, was like twelve dollars. So we got together a group of us dads and built these sanitation stations. Cost about seventy five dollars each. So we built 10 of them. So $750, we saved the school four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars and had a great time doing it, doing what guys do, building stuff and dumping cement and getting messy.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: And she's and and she's like, Well, when can you do it? I was like, When do you need it done, I'd like it done by this date. And and it was done a week earlier. And she's like, I love that I just call you <laughs> and it gets done. And I was like, I love that when I send something out like that, a bunch of dads are like, well, I I better get to mix the cement. Like we're all competing for the job to do, right? Yeah. So yeah. it um it it's it's a real blessing to the school. Uh, it's a blessing to the dads, right? Because they get to be involved. Yeah. And this year, Reader Day uh, for Black History Month, uh, we actually I had dads record videos. So a whole bunch of dads recorded videos, and they're reading to the classrooms from Black authors uh, for Black History yeah. Month. And now I'm getting moms saying. Well, how come my husband didn't read? I was like, get him to read, send me the video. I'll edit it out, you know, put the intro, the outro, yeah. and I'll send it over to the teachers. And now I have just out of the woodworks, like, you know, more and more <laughs> videos of dad's reading and the kids are loving it. So it, 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 there's just so many positive and statistics prove when there's a male, positive male role model in the school. Even if it's a police officer or a male teacher, it positively affects the the, the kids. So when you have 200 positive male role models walking through the school multiple times a year. The test scores have gone up at our school, uh, the camaraderie, the community, everything has been in a positive way. So uh, I, I just love the program and, and I want to get it into more schools.
0: We'll, we'll throw the links into the, the uh, show notes and everything for the podcast. And we always like to finish out with a challenge. Have you got a challenge that you could come up with and throw out to the guys listening?
1: Oh man, challenge. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to challenge each and every single dad to do what I do at a dad's breakfast. I want you to take some time today, not tomorrow, not next week. I want you to take action today and think of it, you know, in dialogue where you're picking up your kids or you're at the dinner table and having dialogue and they're sharing their day. Just pick up those nuggets. And when you put them down to bed tonight, I want you to say, I'm proud of you because so that they could rest their head on that pillow. And be like, wow dad's proud of me. And they're going to rest so well that night. And they're going to wake up in the morning. They're going to be ready to attack their day, whatever it looks like, whether it's going to school or pre-K or whatever that looks like, they're going to know that you're proud of them and they're going to want to please you again. And then I encourage you to do it each and every day after that.
0: Mm, that is so good. And the kids just light up and respond to that
1: I, Can I share one last thought? Because yes. yeah, I, I want to yeah, yeah. direct. I created yes. something that I think is so important and it's four things I call it the dad daily four. And I want to okay. share it with your audience. It's a yeah, free download. Do. And I shared one of the dad's daily four with you. And it takes four minutes to do this, dads. We're all strapped for time. But if you do this consistently and it becomes a part of your routine, you'll find it will connect you to your kid in ways that you never knew. So tell them these four things every day in your words and actions. I love you. Mm-hmm. I am proud of you. Mm-hmm. I believe in you mm-hmm. and I trust you. And mm-hmm. on that download, those are four simple things. There's a cutout where you could put it right on your refrigerator to remind you. Uh, and then there's a number of doctors who give their testimony or their research as to why those things are so important so that you understand the psychology. I'm not just I'm not a doctor, but I listen to the doctors and the psychologists and I know it has worked wonders for me with my kids and i wanted to work wonders for you
0: oh that's awesome i'll shoot you a link for the legacy letter too, ryan in that it's got love you proud of you believe in you so yeah like right in line with the stuff we've been doing inside the community and uh, i'll be glad to shoot that over to you as
1: well and, I'm and you could your download and you could get that at fbidads.com forward slash dan there we go awesome. make it easy that's where you'll get it <laughs> serious that's where it's at
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, we appreciate your time so much. This has been so enjoyable. Look forward to having you back and uh, looking forward to seeing guys connect with their kids at a higher level because of this podcast So, and because of you. So yes. thank you, Ryan.
1: Thank you, my friend.
0: You bet. Have a great day.
1: You too. Thank you for listening
0: to this episode of the journey of a Christian dad podcast. Thank you guys for being a light, shine that light out and let others see it with you guys part of this community. It helps me be accountable to you guys. Helps me be accountable to myself.